Good to be here, good to see you all together. We thank you. We thank God for the music. Amen. I love music. Do you love music? I love music. And thank God for those who are here. We have some who are not here. We pray that we'll see them next week. Let's uh, open our Bibles to the book of Joshua. The book of Joshua, chapter 1. Verse 1. Book of Joshua, chapter 1, and verse 1. Now it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, cross this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, to the sons of Israel. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I have given it to you, just as I spoke to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and as far as the great sea, toward the setting of the sun, will be your territory. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. May God bless his word. We should read the nine verses, but for the sake of time, we'll stop here, and if we need, we refer to the others. The only thing he is asking him to be courageous and take the new charge that is facing the children of Israel at that time. I want to talk to you today about the man. When I say the man, that's man and woman, as is referred in the Bible, that God uses. And let me ask you a question before I start. Do you want to be used by God? Did anybody, did everybody say yes? Do you, or you say, no, I, I don't want to be used by God. Do you want to be used by God? Yes. Oh, you're with me. Yes, I want to be used by God. And everyone should say, Lord, here I am. Use me. We're living in the last days. We're living really just at the threshold of heaven. Soon we shall hear the trumpet sound. Wouldn't you like to do that? Soon we shall hear the trumpet sound. And we shall all depart and leave this scene. And this is why we cannot be found idle. 
doing nothing. We want to serve the Lord. And we need to be used by God. If you want to, God to use you, let's listen to this beautiful story. I like story of men and women in the Bible. Dean conducted a story for three weeks about Mordecai and Haman. And it's good to study the men and women in the Bible. These are great encouragement for us. And they will give us some encouragement as we travel in this wilderness. Joshua. In brief, Josephus, the historian, his greatest, I mean, he's a great biblical historian, wrote the following about Joshua. Joshua lived 40 years in Egypt, very brief, and 40 years in the wilderness. He had endured hardship, privation, fought God's enemies, and faced a false report in the wilderness. He had seen the giants of the new land. After 80 years of faithful service, after 80 years of faithful service, God spoke to him and placed him in a place of great leadership. If we look at this man, At the very beginning of his life, I can tell you he was an ordinary man. And I think you all agree with me. He was an ordinary man. Joshua was born in Egypt, the son of Nun, during the painful years of bondage of his nation that suffered under Egyptian, Egyptian Pharaoh a king who has no heart whatsoever, ruthless man. But little did he know that although he was a slave, he would rise to become Israel's supreme leader and commander. Today, let's look together at this man's life. And if today is not sufficient, we'll continue it some other time. Let's draw some lessons for us. And let's look at what made this young man at the very beginning of his life useful to the Lord. To begin with, he was a good follower. He did not complain about his lot. They left Egypt under the leadership of the greatest leader that we've ever heard of or known or read about, Moses. He did not relent all through his life. He did not quit, not one single moment. He kept going and going and going until he completed the task that he received from his master. He considered his humble beginnings and his lowly responsibility the ultimate goal of his life. And you know, you might ask, what, what was his responsibility? Ever since he left, tried to leave Egypt that night, he was the servant of Moses. He became so close to Moses, and he became his servant. 
And you know his servant attends to the man of God. He was so close to him. He walked behind him. He would never consider himself equal to Moses. He wanted to just serve him in whatever Moses requires and required. So he was happy and content to do his job and do it in such a perfect manner toward Moses. You know, he played second fiddle, as we say, and he was happy with it. He was not educated. He did not receive professional training. There were no schools. They were all slaves in Egypt. He had a humble spirit. And he was willing to, go to do God's will in his life. You ask me. Was he used by God? When you get to heaven, you and I, let's go to Moses and ask him. Moses, how, I mean, rate, rate Joshua. And you know what Moses will say? He's one of the greatest men that I have accompanied through the wilderness. He never left me. Go through the five books of Moses. And we have no time to, to let you know that he was with him like his shadow. And you know, when, when Moses had to go to the top of the mountain and talk to God later on in life, he used to wait at the bottom of the mountain down there. A couple of visits to his family and wait there. And many times he had to wait in the sanctuary of the tent of the meetings. Wait for him until he comes back. And one day he waited 40 days alone. And when Moses came back, he found him there in the tent of meeting. Is that a loyal person? Is that a dedicated person? We're going to talk about that. Yet, he was an ordinary man. Amongst the greatest Christian men of history, there are many who had just ordinary beginnings. According to Christian historians, Dwight L. Moody was an uneducated man. And you've heard about Moody. He never went to college. His manners were somehow on the rough side. His grammar was atrocious. Sorry, Moody. English teachers came to hear him in order to condemn his grammar. Study. Google, Google that about him. But after hearing him, and listen to that, they left praising the Christ whom Moody proclaimed. He was the greatest evangelistic influence the 19th century 
No. He gave God everything he had. And God used him far beyond others more talented but less dedicated preachers. An ordinary man. When William Booth, here's another one, founded the Salvation Army, the press ridiculed him. The London Times always put his rank of general in courts just to mock him. But he led and inspired an army of Christ and for Christ that has spread around the world. He was a, an ordinary man. His beginnings were so simple and ordinary. Can God use ordinary men and women? Can God use you and me? Did God use these men to change the world? Let's look at the disciples. Look at the disciples. There was not one of them highly educated. Who recruited them, by the way? Who recruited them? Are you with me? Jesus Christ. He could have gone to the educated, to the talented. But he recruited these men who were not educated. No one was a scholar. Not one had wealth or fame. Four had been fishermen. One had been a noted tax gatherer. They were men with weaknesses and flaws like the rest of us. Some had fiery nature. I'm not naming him. They stumbled and they fell. Yet Jesus took these obscure, ordinary, unknown, uneducated men, and through them he turned the world upside down. Can God do work in you? Can God do work in me? Can God do work in this church? The man or woman that God uses were ordinary people. And look at yourself, look at myself, look around you. He says, Lord, I want you to use me in whatever capacity I have. Whatever gift. You are given me. Like Joshua. He was an ordinary man. And through the power of God, he became this famous leader who wrote history through his devotion and consecration. Now, let's bring it down to our level. Christ will work with anyone who will give him a consecrated heart. Adol, what is the secret? The secret is a consecrated heart. I'm not gifted. Stop there. I will deal with that. The Lord is not impressed with our religiousness, let me tell you that. If you want to put a 
uh, an era of being a religious person, you're not impressing God. You might impress someone, but soon it will fade away. Live yourself. Live what God wants you to live. Live as a consecrated woman to Jesus Christ and a man to him. He is not going to be fooled by our humility when we say, I am not a Joshua, Adol. I know you're not, and I'm not, and we are not Moody's. We're not anyone else. We're not. God cannot use me because I am not clever. God cannot use me because I'm not talented. God cannot use me because I'm not articulate. Throw these away. These are only excuses. God can use a humble, consecrated person. And you might find many excuses to use. Well, let's face it, dear Christians. If you could use some fishermen, especially those fiery natures with those fiery natures that can take a sword and cut a, an ear at the moment, you know, and uh, do and deny the Lord Jesus Christ and other, others don't believe and have no faith. He can use you and he can use me. Give God the opportunity and surrender yourself to him and let him use you the way you are. I didn't go to theology school, you will tell me. It doesn't take a theologian to bring people to the Lord Jesus Christ. It doesn't take an educated man to witness and tell other people what the Lord has done in your life. It doesn't take someone who is learned and who is so degreed to live a life worthy of Jesus Christ. It takes a humble, ordinary man and woman to live a consecrated, dedicated life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And this, you can serve him and he can use you. And you know what? If you are this person that you are willing with all your heart to be used, it doesn't matter in which way he will use you. This afternoon, we're going to have a Sunday school seminar and assignments. And in a two weeks' time, we're going, to, we're going to list and review with you those who have responsibilities in this church. And by the way, there are no paid workers in this church. The staff are all volunteers. And they volunteer because they want God to use them. As we said before, and we say now, no, now, it's not by standing behind the pulpit and preaching that you would think God is going to use you. God uses someone who is waiting outside and who is doing a security duty as much as he is using the speaker from behind this pulpit. Amen. 
Those cleaners who are cleaning the church, by the way, we don't have professional cleaners. We clean the church, and the young men start the moment we say the meeting is over, they start their vacuum cleaners, and you hear them. They prepare the place for you and for me. They are ordinary men and women serving the Lord and being used by him. Are you being used? Are you? Do you have a responsibility? And you're doing it with all your heart? And if you do, do it for the glory of God. Second point. Joshua was a dedicated and determined. Dean, we have two Ds here. You are specialized in this. May I borrow this from you? Dedicated and determined. He was this kind of man. Totally surrendered. And he put in his heart, I want to accomplish the task. I want to finish my work. Since he left Egypt, he kept close to Moses, as I said. And through his dedication and determination, he became the servant of Moses through loyalty and devotion. Let me ask you a question. What kind of a job did Joshua did for Moses? When Moses wanted to do something, he would... Probably tell him, okay, take my staff and hold it. Okay. Get this from there. Help me out, put my clothes on, and walk with. What, what, kind, what kind of work? Imagine that yourselves. Imagine. Go there, visit someone, and come back. Did he do all this? Yes, he did. With devotion. He didn't care whether it's slowly or it's high. So many people think, I will serve the Lord if I have a high uh, job in the church of God. Let me tell you one thing. If you are dreaming of that, the responsibility will kill you. If you're willing to sleep a few hours at night, you're welcome to that. But God chooses these things. And God will care about what he gives you as a responsibility. He was called in Numbers the attendant of Moses. An attendant. And he was content. And if you ask him, Joshua, how's your job? He would say it with pride. I am the servant of Moses. Dedicated and determined to do the best job he can. Do you have a responsibility in the church? Do you? Do it with determination, with dedication, 
with all your heart and be proud of it. He never pushed for a change. Say after 20 years, he says, Moses, I've been serving you for, can I get a promotion here? Can I replace you for a couple of weeks, you know? Let me try. Did he? Moses, you know, you know me. You know, can we, can we do something here? I, I deserve a promotion. Did he ever say that? The Bible doesn't say it. Therefore, I say, he did not do it. One day came in Rephidim after almost 40 years and Moses looked at Joshua. Joshua, yes, sir. Yes, master. Joshua, I want you to command to gather an army and command this army and fight the enemy, Amalek. Well, Moses I wasn't expecting you to ask me to go to war. I was expecting to do things, you know, like you do it, you know, leader, to be a leader, you know, and to talk. He said, I want you to go and fight Amalek for the first time. You know, Moses, as a man of God, he knew, he talked to God on a, on a daily basis, and God spoke to him and says, Send them. Was, let me ask you a question. Was Joshua a graduate of uh, any of our, say, West Point? You know? Huh, Adam? Did he go to West Point? I want you to be a general. And I want these people. They never fought a war. I want you to go and fight Amalek. And what was the response? What was... Joshua's response. Remember, we're talking a man, the man who pleases God. And who, is, who wants to be used by God. What did he say? I, I, sir. All I want you is to pray for me. And Moses sat on a little hill. And he started praying for him. And, Mo, and Joshua and the children of Israel fought Amalek from, from sunrise to sunset. And guess what was the results? What was the results? They defeated Amalek. Untrained. It's not an army. But it is the army of God. And how about, how about Joshua? Joshua came back and guess what? And came back, says Moses, the Lord gave us the victory. Here's the sword. Take off your, take off, take off all what you're wearing and take off the sword. It says, I, I go back to my job being a servant for Moses. That's a man God can use. He's willing to do anything for God. Anything for the church. Any responsibility take. It's not that you put a responsibility in your mind. I want to be, I want to have this responsibility. 
Alan, you want to be the preacher and the pastor? Oh, okay, thank you. He says no. Alan is saying no. Alan wants to serve the Lord, and I believe every one of you, I hope you have this, we have the spirit of jo Joshua. Whatever you want me to do, I will do it. That's the man God uses. I'm talking to the church tonight, to you, this afternoon. God wants to use you, and he wants you to be willing to take any job and any responsibility in the church of God, and you will succeed. Amen. One day he called him. <laughs> he said, Joshua, you are an experienced man now in fighting. I said, oh, yeah, Joshua. Joshua said, yes, sir. What, what is it now? I want you to be a spy. You want me to be a spy? Did he question that? I want you to go to go and spy the land for us and come back. Did you say, well, this is the land we heard about them. These people can eat us alive. This, these people are dangerous. This is a land we've never been there. We don't have any ours. We don't have any, we, we're, not, we, we're not fit to do that. No, he says, okay, he says, we're choosing 12. You are amongst them. And a friend of yours is going, Caleb. And we want you to be spies. Go spy the land and come back. He went and he became a spy. And he came back and gave a good report. That's the man God uses. He takes any responsibility. You may call him now a man for all seasons. A good soldier now, a loyal servant. You know why? Because he was a man of God first. Because he accepted any this lowly responsibility. The Bible says about him in Deuteronomy 34.9, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the man God uses. A man, a woman, filled with the Holy Spirit. And this is why in Joshua chapter 1, when God assigned him to that greatest ta task, to take the people to the promised land, you know what he tells him here? In chapter 1, verse 5, No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you nor forsake you. Amen. That's the God of Joshua. And he's our God here. Whatever the task is, we are fighting a war today. We are in the wilderness today. If you call this any, anything else other than a wilderness where you're mighty mistaken. We have scor they had scorpions, we have scorpions. They had snakes, we have snakes. They had wild beasts, we have them. Now the world is ready to devour Christianity. And they're fighting it. But we have 
Someone who is greater than them all. We have the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is our God. And we believe in him. We are not going to give in. We are going to take any responsibility. We are going to stand fast. He stood fast. He never gave up. And he knew always. He was determined because God spoke. His determination. God said, I, we are going. He told him earlier, he says, every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I will give it to you. Wherever you're going there, I am going to give you. He was determined. He says, I believe God. Do you believe God? Do you believe him? I believe every word he says. I believe the word of God. And he says, you are going to go there. And he said, whatever happens here, whatever task I have, I want to do it right because I am going into the land. And I am going because God promised and I'm going there. One thing. Do not give up, dear Christians. So many times we get weary. We get tired. Things are not going our way. Things are not going your way. You hope for the good and you see bad. And all the news around us is negative news. It's negative. But one thing, we are determined to see the promised land. We are going to cross over and because he promised. And he, the promise is more than that. I will come and take you to be with me. This is the man that God uses. He believes in every word he says. Do you believe that? Let's live by it. Let's live by it. Let's not look left or right. Let's look toward the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's mesmerize our eyes toward heaven from where we are going to have our salvation. This is where it's coming from. Not from man. Not from job. Not from any promise. The promises of the world is all lies. But the promises of God are always fulfilled. Are we determined? That's what I want. I want to leave you with this word. We didn't cover everything. But I, I tell you this. At the age of 85, 80 to 85 years at the age of 85, we, when he assumed the command, he did not say it's too late. He did not say I'm old. He didn't say, well, hey, I should retire now. Well, we don't retire in the, in the work of the Lord. Okay? I'm not going to retire, so you have your mind at ease. I'm going to go with you to heaven. How about that, huh? All right. He's, he didn't say, he didn't say, I'm, I'm, get someone who's young. He didn't say that. He said, Joshua. And who told him to do that? God. He trusted in him. He believed him. And he was determined to follow him wherever he leads.
and Joshua knew, and I hope we have this motto in life, my last word. He knew by now that God's way is the best and only way. So whatever your responsibility, whatever you're doing, do it with dedication, determination, and don't look around whether someone else has a better responsibility. Do yours and do it from the heart and God will give you the victory. Amen? Let's bow our heads for prayers. Father, we are thankful that we have the word that leads us. Your word. And it says the word of God and we believe it. And we know we're going through a lot and we see it around us but we also know that you're coming to take us to be with you. Until then, keep our hearts strong, our lives dedicated, keep it consecrated, loyal, sincere, faithful, until you come. Dismiss us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The meeting is over. Thank you for listening to me. Sometime in the future, we'll continue the study about Joshua. And may God help us to live like him.